Welcome to the One City Church audio experience. My name is Jesse Dan Yusuf and I serve as the lead pastor. Our vision at One City is to see everyone everywhere becoming one with God. You're about to listen to one of our messages. We hope you leave inspired, motivated, and blessed. In the history of One City Church, it will always be told that on October 1st, right? 2003, 2023, you know, One City Church was commissioned, launched, whatever name you want to call it, all right? And I want to say that it is not by mistake that we are doing this on 1st of October. We may think that it's a coincidence, but for me, it is not a coincidence. It's also very, very significant because it also shows what God wants to do with one city church in the city of Abuja, that is the capital city of Nigeria, and what he wants to do with one city church across Nigeria and beyond. Are we hearing me? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay? So, we thank God for our country, Nigeria. This is our Independence Day, and we are proud to be Nigerians, all right? If you are proud to be Nigeria, can you put your hands together for the Lord? It's for a purpose. No matter what happens now, no matter what we are seeing now, Nigeria is going to be good. Are we hearing me? Nigeria is going to be good. You know, I was driving from the airport and I saw beautiful flags that were hung, you know, from, from the city gate right down to that thing, the last bit before you turn into the airport. You have beautiful green, white, green flags, you know, flying, you know, on that road. And I looked at it. I said, what a beauty. The flag of a people is their, is their pride, isn't it? It's a big emblem. It's their, it's their, it's their identity. And I decided to find out, okay, what, <clears throat> what is it about the flag? And I found out that the person that designed that flag, I'm sure you're wondering why I'm talking about flag when we're commissioning one city. The person that designed that flag is Pataiwo Akinkumi. All right? He died in August this year. He was 87 years. And he designed that flag, some say... 1958, some say 1959. And it was a contest. He was a student. And, you know, they requested for people to design flags, and he did, and submitted. And his was taken. I'm going somewhere, all right? And the meaning of that flag, you have green, white, green, okay? The green, green you have there shows the resources that God has deposited in Nigeria. And some of those resources are seated here, isn't it? Hallelujah. If you know that you are a resource that God has put in Nigeria, can you shout hallelujah? Okay. All right. That's green, green. And the white there symbolizes unity, peace, and unity. Although some of us will say, okay, where is the peace in Nigeria? But from the foundation of the earth, heaven thought it wise that peace and unity will be in that flag that represents Nigeria. Hallelujah. And I'm saying so because he was a student. An opportunity came. He took that opportunity. And today his name is in the history books. Are we hearing me? There are so many who are seated here today 
Okay, for instance now, God looked for somebody in the city of Abuja, let me put it that way, that will start something like this, one city church. Heaven knew about the name before you even knew. And he looked around and he put it in the heart of somebody. That was an opportunity, right? Okay? And he stepped into it, not knowing the direction he was really going. But it's a setup by heaven. <laughs> Amen? Okay? And today, you are seated here because he answered this call and his wife answered this call. Are we hearing me? Are we hearing me? Okay? I'm supposed to be talking about the power of one. And that's why I'm laying this foundation for you. And I want you to know that the same God who made that guy to design green, white, green. And whether we like it or not, unless somebody wakes up tomorrow, say now it's going to be red, yellow, whatever. All right? But as far as we are concerned now, that is our emblem. That is who we are. And God put it in the heart of somebody to put that. He is also putting ideas in your heart. He is also putting ministries in your heart. He is also putting things to be done. God bless you, my brother David. Okay? God, whatever you want to do, whoever you want to bless, here am I, God. Send me to bless that person. It's a prayer each and every one of us should pray. And it's a prayer that each and every one of us should take seriously. Because that is why we are here on earth. Okay? Hallelujah. Now, if we go back to the beginning, 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 looking at Genesis, you find out that in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, the Bible says, all right? The Bible says that God said, come, let us make man in our own image after our own likeness, all right? And after that, he said, he should have dominion. That is the purpose of God for you and for me. That is the desire of the manufacturer that manufactured the species called you and me. And he empowered man and he said, go and have dominion over the fishes in the sea, over everything that you have. God handed that to Adam. And he gave that Adam that assignment. And God trusted Adam to carry that glory. My daughter talked a lot about the glory. I said he, she preached my message yesterday. All right? God handed that glory to Adam. God wanted Adam to continue to express that glory. But unfortunately, Adam dropped the ball. Adam... How do we say it now? Adam come for a hand, bah? Uh-huh. All right? Adam messed it up. And we enter. God started looking for a man. Looking for a man. And today, he's still looking for a man. He's still looking for a woman. Because there are so many other churches that must be planted. Hallelujah. Yeah, this is not the last. This is not the last. When we started, what God told me, he said from amongst you, we come up. Pastors, evangelists, you know, teachers, prophets, and all that. And I believe what he spoke to me about 20, 24 years ago, this is one of the fulfillments. And that's why I'm not taking this lightly. I'm not taking it lightly at all. Okay? So, 
Adam messed it up. God continued. Continued to look for men. Of course, we got to a point, he got Abraham. All right? His name was Abraham. He said, come out from your people. Come out from your nation. I'm taking you to a land. A land that you do not know. You can imagine an old man. You know, but then he was pretty old. Abraham, where are you going to? I'm going somewhere. Where are you going to? I don't know. He said, Nakolo, or what? At times, when God leads you, it looks like madness. Are we hearing me? I remember when I started YWAP. You know, one of my friends came. He, he, came, to, he came to the house. He said, he had come to advise me. He said, why is it that your door is always open? We enter your house from the parlor upstairs to the bedroom. Children are running up and down, up and down, up and down. He said, you see, you're a consultant. You're a consultant surgeon. You need to be dignified. Okay? And you need to choose the class of people you relate with. And I looked at him in the face. I said, Femo, his name is Femi. I said, Femo, if I'm to choose the class of people I will relate with, you will not come into it. That is the door. Are we hearing me? I said, leave me with these small children. Hallelujah. My joy today is that these small children today, they are the celebrities. You watch and you look for them and you're excited about them. That the people that have, they have, what do they call them, followership of almost a million. All right? On Instagram, on Facebook, and all that. Are we hearing me? My daughters are laughing at me. When we go home, you show me. All right. <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay? God is looking for a man. He's looking for whom he will trust to do the things that may look stupid. He said, why are you not walking? He said, God said I should do this. Really, with all this your brain, something must be wrong with you. So Abraham looked stupid. And at the point, God said, see, you are no longer going to be Abraham. You are going to be Abraham, father of nations. And everybody was calling him father of nations. Some will call him, they will be mocking him. They say, where the bikini? They answer father of nations. And why I'm saying this to you this morning is because God is going to set you on a path, on a process. My daughter talked about it yesterday. It's a process. God will set you on a process that people will look at you, they will mock you. They mocked me when I started YWAP. They say, see him, fine boy, consultant, you know, get wife. You enter his house, you know, get chair. Because then, all we had in my parlor, I had the duplex I was saying, all we had was, we had drums. Yes, inside the parlor, you know. I removed the chairs, put rug. Because when they come, all of us sit on the floor. Hallelujah. But that seeming foolishness those days had turned out to great things. I can see Vanessa here. I can see Daisy here. And I think I saw somebody that looked like um, prolific Mike. You see? Look at him there. There are quite a number of them around. All right? And... That is what God is calling you into. It's not, everybody's not going to sing your praise. So let me tell you the truth. If, if that's what you think, you will, by the time you hear people will go and write stories about you and put on social media, you start wondering, who are they talking about? And the person will do as if he was there. In fact, he knows him now, and he will describe and talk and talk. Meanwhile, he doesn't know you. Why? Because the process must be tested. Are you hearing me? 
the process must be tested. Okay? Abraham was tested. And Abraham stood firm. And today, we call him the father of faith, isn't it? Hallelujah. Another fantastic person is, is Moses. Moses was a murderer. He thought it was by power, by force. It's not by power. It's not by mind. May I tell you guys? Okay, you know, we say you shall be speak for me. For no good one. It's by his spirit. And know that you are not in competition with anybody. I'm pleading with you. Don't enter into the rat race of competition. Uh-uh. God has charted your own path for you. And you have to follow that path. Okay? Okay? So Moses. Moses tried to do it by his own power. He knew that he was going to deliver the people. But he didn't know the process. And he tried doing it. He ended up killing somebody. And along the line, God said, okay, you've tried it your own way. Now I'm going to take you to go and train you. And God took him through the process. Because you are going to lead my people. I'm going to give you one of the most stupid animals on earth to lead. I took him, put him in the desert, begin leadership. Are we hearing me? Are we hearing me? And when he, he had been proven, God brought him out. I said, now it is time. This is the time to go and, you know, take my people to the promised land so that they might go and do what and worship me. Hallelujah. Okay? And of course, for every leader, as I said earlier on, the word must be tested. And as God took him, God could have taken him through the way that it would have cost him some few days to enter the promised land. But God took him through the Red Sea. Guy, you go find Red Sea for Rodo. When you look for front, not Red Sea. You look beside the Egyptian army. And that is the time you must not forget your source. And that was one thing that Moses did. All right? He turned to God. And God said, why are you crying unto me? Move forward. And he moved forward. Times are going to come when you are going to take both steps. Which seemingly don't make sense. But because you have communicated with heaven, you know this is the right path to go. And then you move. Your people will follow you. Are we hearing me? Are we hearing me? Hallelujah. And Moses went through that period. And through the wilderness, he was, there were temptations and all that and all that. And at the end of the day, it is recorded that Moses, the great Moses that led out about 3 million people from Egypt, is about the meekest man on earth. You need meekness. To do this work, you need meekness. You know, in the, in the desert, in the wilderness, they, they say, why did you bring us out? Every day, mana, 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 mana. Give you one belly to run us. Quick kind mana be this. We remember cucumber. We remember onion. We remember garlic. I said those people must be Indians. <laughs> Hallelujah. Why? Because that's the nature of, of man. But you must trust God. If God says, give them mana, give them mana. Okay? Then they tell you, why is it every day we are... It's still the same book we are studying, this same book of, you know, probably may decide to go and study Leviticus. He said, this Leviticus that is sacrificed, they are sacrificed, they are sacrificed, they are sacrificed. <laughs> yeah, you know. But that is the instruction God has given to you. You must stay at it. 
and meekly explain to them what God has told you to do. All right? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay. Let me go a little bit. Still another character I like, I like in, in the scriptures, David. Hallelujah. David, awesome guy. You know, recently I, started, I, had, I decided to read 1 Samuel, 2 Samuel, 1 Kings and 2 Kings. Fantastic books. Please, if you've not read them, go and read them again. You say, no, be story, story, story. No. A lot of things to learn from there. David, God needed, or rather the children of Israel said they needed a king. They needed a ruler. And somehow, 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 Saul was, you know, the, the scripture says that he's, I think, shoulder above everybody in Israel, and he was made a king, all right? And along the line, he also blew it, like Adam blew it. I'm saying these things because these are pitfalls that we must take cognizance of so that we also don't fall into the mistakes that the other leaders fell into, okay? And God spoke to Samuel. He said, go to the house of Jesse because, okay, Jesse, yeah, because I have found for myself, you know, a king, go and anoint a king for me. And of course, when they got there, when he got there, Humanly speaking, he looked and saw Eliab, fine guy, tall guy, muscular, you know, muscular and all that. And he wanted to pour the oil on him. God said, no, don't do it. Don't do it. I've not, I'm not, I'm not chosen him. Time will come. I'm talking to two of you. You will need to choose your leaders. It's not by how big, how charismatic they are. You must pray through it to choose them. I'll give you a typical example. In Waiwabjos, when we needed a leader after Wakeji, there were also other muscular, <laughs> fine people that have been in Waiwab that, you know, otherwise, somehow, somehow, one would have said, annoy this. But I got, I, 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 I think it was Stan City Bauchi we went to. And I think that was even the first time I was meeting you. I remember. And the Lord, as I met her, the Lord said, that's the next leader of YWAP, Joss. I'm seeing her for the first time. And God was saying, that is the leader of YWAP, Joss. I called Wakeji. I said, Keji, um, this, this girl, the Lord is saying she's the next leader. Wakeji started laughing. She said, it's actually the person she's thinking of, but the oppositions are plenty. I said, I don't care about opposition. I care about what God says. And today, if I'm to make that decision again, I will choose her. Hallelujah. What I'm saying is this. Do not choose your leaders because they are charismatic. That is, uh, 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 uh. Who does God want? Is it that boy that is the shepherd boy that is somewhere in the backside of this town? Busy carrying the sheep. I don't know. God. But you find out that the people that rear sheep, they make good leaders, right? They make good leaders. Okay? So David appeared on the scene and he was anointed to be the 
leader of the flock of God. We are, I know you've been anointed as a pastor, but today we are going to commission you as the leader of this flock. You must not make the mistake of Saul. Saul always wanted to impress. Right? You know, that was why he, he decided to make that sacrifice that he was not supposed to make. You know, he said the people were pressuring, pressuring him or pressurizing him. And he had to do it. What about the sheep and the, the whole thing I'm hearing of? Um, he always had a reason to give. But David was different. You understand? Okay? So, how reasons to give? So that we can take this and use it to sacrifice unto God. Did God tell you he wanted to eat ram? God didn't want to eat suya. No. He told you kill everything. So obey. What I'm talking about is obedience. Jesse and Eva. If you must run this house and run it well. If you must lead the flock of God and lead it well. You must primarily be obedient to God. And be responsible to the people. Are we hearing me? Hallelujah. Okay. And for each and every one of us. Okay, one other thing about David there is that David was a man that was always willing to repent. This morning I heard you say that if you do anything that I should pull your ears. Didn't you hear him? And that's why I'm seated here. My wife is seated here, and if I seated, I mean, uh, Daisy is seated here. If I help him, I will pull your ears. Are you hearing me? Hallelujah. But that does not say that you are infallible. You can make mistakes. Let nobody deceive you. You are a human being. David made mistakes. If you are going to follow David's mistake, there are plenty. But at every point in time that David made mistakes, he will quickly turn back to God and repent. And I'm saying this to each and every one of us. God is going to commit things into your hands to do. Please don't give him excuses. If you know you've blown it, just go and meet him and say, Father, it's me again. Oh, I've blown it. Have mercy on me. Okay? David, he cried. He said, create me a clean heart within me. I renew the right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence, O oh God. He knew the essence of presence of God. Okay? Hallelujah. Okay. And then we'll finally get into the epitome of humility, the epitome of leadership, the epitome of the epitomes, right? The Lord Jesus Christ. What I have done is that Quickly, because of time, I just decided to take it bit by bit, bit by bit, bit by bit, to elicit some few things. This is not exhaustive. Few things I want you to know, okay? One, listen to God. Two, you must tend to the sheep. Three, you must be humble and meek, just like Moses and David. Four, five, you must be willing to repent at any particular point in time. I have, I have a pastor in this town, my pastor, she once she has said something before and realizes it's wrong, she will still want to it and tell everybody, I said this before, it's not, this is the way it is. And that's why I like her. She just plain. She will tell you as it is. 
Are we hearing me? Be plain to your people. If you make mistakes, tell them you've made mistakes. It's like in Waiwa, we've been running this night prayers. We run every nine o'clock. We've been running for two, almost two and a half years now every day. And some days I will, I will put on the join. Then the next thing they are shouting, Uncle C, can you close us? Uncle C, can you? Uncle C, don't sleep, boo. <laughs> the following day, I'll come and tell them, oh, I won't tell, I'm not going to tell them that there was an emergency in one hospital. No. I said, guys, <laughs> uh, the spirit was willing, but the flesh was weak. I slept, too. Okay? Be open to your people. All right? Be open, be accountable to them. Hallelujah. Now we talk about Jesus. The Bible talking about the first Adam. He said the first Adam blew it. But Jesus, the second Adam, he made it right. And he restored us to God. Okay, we'll find that in Romans chapter 5. But we are not going to read I'm looking at time. Okay. And he came, he said that the things that I have done, we, we read the account of so many things he did. He came, he chose his people, few of them. And again, those few, you know, somebody said that if you're a businessman, you don't choose those kind of people. Yeah, you don't choose those kind of people. One, one will tell you that until I see the result before we can implement this strategy. Okay? Then the other one, will always not be there when anything is happening. And some, Peter will come and talk his own, even before thinking of what to say. <laughs> you know, different, different, different kinds of people. Jesus gathered his people. Also, don't forget that David also, David also had the same kind of people. David's strong men. They were the weak. They were all sorts of bunch. But when God brings them together, he makes them something great. All right? Okay? So no matter what, where you are, and probably you are thinking that, uh, me, do I fit into these things that are talking about? Do I really, really fit into it? Remember that David was an adulterer. All right? Remember that Moses was a murderer. Okay? And these were men that God took and turned around. God can make something beautiful out of you. Are we hearing me? Okay. And finally, to, not finally, now finally before finally, you know, that passage we read, that's, um, or rather we've referred to it, John chapter 17. I love that passage. In fact, whenever I'm sad, I read from John chapter 14. To 17 are my best part of scriptures. Whenever I read them, I feel good. I feel happy. All right? And just as Pastor Jesse said this morning, Jesus talking, praying there, you know, categorized it into three. And I'm talking, I'm, I'm basing what I'm going to say now in the second part, where he says that they may be one, even as we are one. That is John 17 verse 11, verse 21, and verse 22. He repeated it to show you how important the oneness of the crew was. And people, that's where you come in now. I have talked to Jesse and, and um, Eva, and 
God will want you to be a part of this good thing that he is doing here. Jesus committed the, 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 the commission into the hands of 12. No, one decided to kill himself. Okay, yeah. Committed it into their hands. And today, all over the world, through centuries, okay, things have happened. God has picked Jesse and Eva and has committed this thing into their hands. And they are going to pick from amongst you the people to work with and the rest of you, okay? God demands it of you to be united. Hallelujah. No grumbling, no murmuring. Please, I plead with you. How many of us want them to succeed in this? Eh, the people here, I can't see your hands. <laughs> Since we want them to succeed, all it means is that we must support them. It's not a time to grumble and complain that they made this mistake. Or they, I've told you they, they didn't fall from heaven. They are human beings. They will make mistakes. Are we hearing me? They will make mistakes. But when you see the when you notice any mistake, it's not a time to pass it on to the person that passes it on to the another person that by the time of the, the you, you hear that singular thing that you said is completely a different thing entirely. You have the right to walk up to them and say, Pastor, this thing you are preaching, oh, me, I, I don't understand them well. Oh. The Bible they read, is it the one I'm reading? And that is why you need to study the Bible yourself so that you will know. Please don't get lazy about it. Read the Bible yourself. <clears throat> Paul talking about the Berean Christians, is they, they were more honorable. Why? Because even after Paul has spoken to them, they went and searched the scriptures to know whether the things Paul said are true. A whole Paulo that wrote most of the Bible. So, it now lies on you. Please, it's not a time to gossip. It's not a time to, you know. But, you read the scriptures, if the things they preach, you are not understanding it. Mark my word, I say you are not understanding it as it is in your scriptures, in your Bible. Go and meet them. Discuss it with them. Okay? If tomorrow Jesse decides to bring one red, one red cotton here and tells you before you climb here, you have to remove your shoes because you're on a holy ground. And then he comes and starts making then you know Wahala don't enter church. So you must call him, Pastor, this red cloth you put here. And if he tells you it's the blood of Jesus. He must show you from the scriptures, though. People, are we hearing me? Because we have, we have rascals behind the pulpit these days that are teaching all sorts of nonsense. And it's because they also have lazy congregations that are not willing, or that say, my man of God said, not that the scriptures said. Are we hearing me? Okay? You should be able to go to your pastors and ask them, this thing you are teaching, I don't think is in consonance with the scriptures. Then if you don't fully understand it, they'll put you through it. And he rests it there. Are we hearing me? And now he has told you 
that there are some people he reports to. If he doesn't listen to you, come to me. And if you come, I'm very, very busy. I'm not picking your calls. My wife will say that that's his routine. He doesn't pick calls. If I don't pick your call, you can go to Pastor Goodhart. People, are you hearing me? Because this ministry must work. This church must function as God has planned it. Finally, please, can we turn to Philippians chapter 2? I think I should be rounding up there. Yeah. Philippians chapter 2. This is Brother Paul writing. Paul was another person that I would have talked on, but we don't have time. But he, he said, Therefore, if there is any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any affection and mercy, fulfill my joy by being like-minded. I'm pleading with you. You must be like-minded. That's the only way you can unleash that thing we got programmed in you, you know, back at the creation. As each and every one of us here join our hearts together to run this race, you know, through this ministry, God is going to prosper it in the name of Jesus. And he says, having the same love, being of one accord. Bible talking about the, 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 the disciples, he said that they were in one accord. Okay? Daily they went to the temple and to pray. And they kept themselves in breaking of bread. That one is in, uh, I think, Acts chapter 2. All right? And the result of being one-minded, being in one accord, is that the church grew. If you want this place to grow, you must be in one accord. You must be in one mind. He said, let nothing be done through selfish ambitions. I carry God back now. Okay? Please, don't do anything through selfish ambitions. He said, can't I do it? Is he the only one that can preach? Why must he be the one that is always preaching? Me too, I can preach. Miriam tried it too. And we know what happened to Miriam, Ba. He said, Aaron, you think saying only you, small boy. And all of us senior you now. Is it no Miriam and Aaron? They, they told Moses. Moses was the youngest, right? Yeah. He said, small boy. You think say we know Sabi this God too. We Sabi and before you now. Please, I can't go beg you. Nothing must be done out of selfish ambition or conceit. But in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. Let each one of you look out, not only for his own interest, but also for the interest of others. And it is my prayer that as we do this, the reason why God set up one city church will be achieved. And each and every one of you will be fulfilled being in one city church. And by the time, by the time we, we, we are having anniversary next year, right? We will have anniversary now, 1st of October, right? Okay? You will need to look for another, another venue that will contain more people. Hallelujah. Okay? Please, take heed. 
to take care of the flock. You must feed them and feed them the right food. Balance diet. That's what God wants for them. And you see the Lord prosper your ministry. You will see the Lord exalt you. In this nation, your name will be heard. Okay? Men will look for you. Presidents will look for you. In the name of Jesus. By the way, yesterday as we were, as we were worshiping God here, the Lord spoke to me. He said, I'm releasing a new wave of glory to this place. And I, I kept on talking about yesterday's worship. It was incredible. It was incredible. All right? Okay? He said he was releasing a new wave of glory to this place. Coincidentally, I didn't even know that was what my daughter was going to preach about. I had talked to us about glory. Be ready for it. And keep your doors open. Okay? Keep your doors open. From here, God is going to send out missionaries to different parts of the world. Okay? So some of you be ready. Some of you be ready. When God is calling you, you know, don't say, uh, God, no. Uh, and give excuses. I gave excuses. When he said I should start to wipe up, I was planning to jack up. I have planned to leave. Okay. This is not the first phase of jack up. We had the 83 jack phase. Then we had the 90 jack phase. This is the third phase. I had planned myself, go to Saudi Arabia, Walk, make money, go to U.S., enjoy the money. Then when it's time to die, come to Nigeria and die. <laughs> As if Nigeria is a symmetry. But God said no. God said no. God knew that Jesse needed to marry Eva. You see now? That was why he said that I should stay. And, and, and I'm proud. I'm, I'm happy I stayed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Your life has a purpose. All right? And once you can take that gift, that talent, that creativity you have, and put it in the hands of God, allow him to express himself through you. You can never, never, never estimate the range or, 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 or how far you can, that the impact be. We have started this small. Bible says, do not forsake the days of little beginnings. All right? Okay? Give it another five, ten years. You, you will look back. You said, there was, you come, you say, ah. so people still do church in small places like this. You know? And probably now your budget is X amount a month. Then your budget would have been X, 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 X amount. And, and you, see, you also see a church that is beginning. That's the time you will also reach out and strengthen that church in the name of Jesus. Shall we bow our heads and pray? Okay. Okay, let me, let me pray for the people first before we pray for. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your people. Lord, I've spoken your word to them. I know there are some that are here that are still struggling. They say, can God use me. Can God use me? God can use you. I've told you if you could use David, if you could use, if you could use Moses, if he could, if he could use um, um, the prostitutes, God can use you. Just commit yourself into his hands. It's just a decision you make on your seat there. 
just as our brother David sang, Lord, whoever you want to bless, Lord, use me to bless the person. Lord, wherever you want to make things happen, Lord, here am I, use me. Lord, whoever you want to uplift, Father, here I am, use me. Just ask him. Lord, whoever you want to heal, Lord, here are my hands. Use my hands and heal them. In the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you. Father, bless these ones. Empower them even as they have requested and even as they have prayed. In the name of Jesus. Amen.